relationships. When we hear that word, what do we all think about? We think about those relationships we might have with our mother or our brother, our friends or our spouse. But what about industrial brands? Do industrial brands need to be thinking about relationships? In this episode today, my guest is going to tell you why the answer is definitely yes. You must be paying attention to building relationships. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson, and you are listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast, where I go all over the world to speak with business leaders about their specific industries, about what marketing is working, what's not, and what trends they see for the future. These insights are going to help you grow your business year after year. So let's jump in with my great guest today, Zahra Awan, editor of Furnaces International. Hello, Zahara. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, good, good. You were the perfect person to help me with this topic today because we met at Furnace North America, the trade yep. show, and Zahara and I just started talking and we couldn't stop talking. We, we went on, I don't know, good 15, 20 minutes about how industrial brands need to concentrate on building relationships. And so my first, yeah. And so my first question for you today is why do you think everyone is starting to talk about relationship building? Um, I think that actually, in my opinion, um, the conversation of relationship building has always been there especially when I was a child my mom would uh, send me off to school and be like you know the main important thing you have to do at school is find friends and like I'd be like okay friendships is the main most important relationship which is probably a very rose-tinted way of telling a child you need to make relationships yeah. um and the reality is is that friendships are a black and white relationship and relationships aren't that black and white um, we have so many different types of relationships. You have those who, you know, you're connected with to push you to be the best you can be. You then have those who assist you for mutual gain. Um, you see also got those who wouldn't necessarily, uh, who make you do things that you wouldn't necessarily have originally had done. And you have those who you end up despising, I think is another one. I feel like I'm, yeah, not all relationships work out. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, but then the thing is, is that even those relationships where you end up despising one another, they're not always bad relationships because you're always learning from them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that actually, if we are going to say that relationships has become a topic of conversation so readily now, um, it's probably because of COVID. Like we can all agree, we weren't even able to talk to the local coffee shop guy who would serve us our coffee every morning originally. And right. I think that with those tiny micro conversations that we are so used to having to then just being isolated to a single room for work where we rarely even talk to each other right. um we then lost relationships but also learned how to grow and strengthen the, the relationships we had that we really really found important um and yeah that that would be my opinion of why covid uh, why relationships is now a topical conversation yeah, and I, I, I agree because especially in the B2B or the industrial space, 
before COVID, a lot of brands would just send out their marketing messages and they would send big, massive promotions, but they weren't concentrating on segmenting and building a relationship with the individual. And when COVID hit, I agree. I think brands sat back and they decided that they needed to do a more quality way of handling their marketing so that they would get better results. Exactly. I think, I mean, almost they became their own audience. We realized what it was like to be on the receiving end because we were now in that position as well. We, we were now having our relationships tested. Yes. Um, so, you know, from having our relationships tested, we kind of learned what we wanted from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when we know what we want, it's easier to kind of implement that into workplace as well um, and give others what we want. And it also helped people start to eliminate the things that didn't help them, you know, or like you said, those relationships that aren't great. And yes, you learn from them, but then those are the ones you can push to the side and concentrate on the ones that really have value. Exactly. And I think that actually valuable relationships are way better than like quality over quantity. That That is yes. a key with relationships. Um, so that yeah, is- I think that it's relationships has become a topic of conversation so important with COVID and we've learned so much from it. Yeah, I agree. Our company was founded 42 years ago. And when my mother founded the company, it has always been quality over quantity. It was never to have, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients. It was about having a select few and giving them good quality service. So now, how do you feel in relationship building can help industrial brands? Um, so I work with a company that's um, it's a big media company. Um, I work under two uh, of their portfolios. One's Furnaces International and the other is Aluminium International today. So two very heavy metal industry or heavy industries. Um, and as a portfolio, our main product, I'd say, is our magazine. We have a physical copy magazine for both issues, uh, both uh, portfolios, sorry. And these are great, but I think the population and our audience has now developed a need for more. Um, So we actually compensated and helped the industry with their relationships through webinars, online events. We introduced like just normal phone calls, you know, just Mm -hmm. actually to speak to people easily, not only just through emails. Um, And I think that that kind of showed us that despite restrictions we are still able to maintain relationships and the problem with the industry is I think that it's so easy to just see what we used to do yes Um, so in being used to uncomfortable with certain things um AIT which is Aluminium International today and Furnaces International um we both have this um online event where we then maintain people's relationships they may have kind of um built in person and using online events you can maintain that relationship so that the next time you meet that person you're not back to square one where you've completely forgotten who they are what their name is and you have to do it all over again you remember who they are you're in their world like so you can build off of it each time developing even a deeper relationship versus you know going out and meeting someone for the first time exactly 
I think that this has definitely been a way and is going to be a way, especially in Europe. I mean, you guys have probably all heard how struggles and challenges are kind of <laughs> toppling over on top of each other. Um, and I do think that relationships are kind of our life jacket to yeah. kind of protecting us and helping each other, especially in industry. Yeah. And, you know, this is another reason why when I have clients and they're looking at different marketing channels to use, I always say, go to industry specific publications, because listen to everything you're doing to develop these relationships with subscribers. And you make sure that they only get promotions that they really would be interested in receiving. Yes, well, that's such a good point. I mean, we we don't want your readership to suddenly see, I don't know, something about skincare or <laughs> yeah, literally skincare or something like that, just because they've given us money to feature in the, the magazine. Yeah. Unless they've got sustainable packaging that includes aluminium, we're not interested. Right. Right. And I think the thing is, is that actually our audience isn't either. If they're coming to have our magazine, yeah. we're a niche company, we're a niche or, uh, portfolio, and we understand that. And like myself and my colleagues are so well rehearsed on the industry. We've been there through it with you guys. We're watching you. And I think actually being as a magazine, you, you've got the whole value chain because we're not obviously in one company. We're, we're looking at the whole thing. So it is interesting because we, we see what you are all talking about and what all the issues are. Yeah. And, and we kind of, we listen to you guys too. We, I think the industry, if you want something, if our audience wants something, we will try our best and potentially be able to, well, more than potentially, probably be able to give it to you. Yeah. Um, but that's how your publication can grow into the future is if you show, and this is same with all marketing, no matter what you're marketing, if you understand what are those individuals' challenges or their goals, what are they trying to accomplish? And if you can give them that information that offers value, yeah, they're going to subscribe to your magazine. They're going to go to your trade show. Or for me, yes, they're going to want the product or service my client is marketing because you get them, you understand them, and you can help them. Exactly. And I think it is key to understand what your audience wants. Otherwise, your product isn't going to be as good. <laughs> yeah. So what would you say are the three top ways that industrial brands can start to build relationships? Because with some companies, this is new to them. They were doing more the generic messaging. They didn't really feel, or they felt like they were so big in the space. We don't need to build relationships. They know the name, but how can brands get started? I think from learning the industry point of view as well, because your brand, you accidentally become quite insular you you see your your product as a center but you, you kind of forget there is a solar system around it and I think I, I've done it I've been there I was like when I first joined this industry I was very confused there are so many parts to it and the best way I think is trade shows yeah. I think attending trade shows attending those conferences and those meetings especially with those industry specialists who have been there for many, many years more than I have been in the industry for. Yeah. Um, and learning from those people with experience. I think that's my top one. Mm -hmm. As for the others, it's then maintaining relationships. So finding out what they attend almost, finding out what they're interested in. <laughs> and I think 
finding your circle of course as a company you want to stay specific you don't want to be working with people who are completely the opposite end of the value chain because they might not necessarily be as relevant to what you're trying to do um but the the thing with events is for example we have one on green aluminium that's great for the whole value chain right but then in that we often provide breakout rooms which is there when you can find you know the smaller groups of people who are more related to your topic of conversation Mm -hmm. so I think finding those kind of smaller areas and smaller um, places to talk about your thing with other specialists is so key and I think it's narrowing down um, you know the relationship again filtering them out making sure Mm -hmm. that the best of the best is there for your company and making sure that it's quality over quantity yes um and my third my third would be I think it's just making sure that you're in term I think every company's aim is to be global or at least you know a large company in their area and Uh and, you know human nature to want to be the best I think it's learning your market as well so you can learn the business to business but people often forget that it's also business to customer and well of course for us it's easy to be like who is our customer because you know it is the customer a business or is is the customer somebody else and that's the thing because you know you have cust- uh, businesses working with businesses and technically they can be customers but you've got right. the end people you've got people the consumers and I think they're just as important knowing the knowledge of say the aluminium industry or the right. furnace industry and learning about the process of making something I mean I came out of my education and suddenly I was thrown into this industry and I had no idea what industry even was like I had no idea I never thought there was an industry like this exactly and I mean like who would if you're just sat at home watching a tv you don't think about you know the metal that's in that tv making it work you're just just watching it and and I think that it's it's easy to be to forget that actually yeah. there are people in the world who don't know this information and the the stressfulness of it sometimes but also the amazing nature of it like right. the complex processes and just the complexity of how we get over so many challenges and especially sustainability yeah. um and providing them with a product that is better just in general i think yeah. is so easily forgotten as a consumer um so yeah, I definitely think that that would be my three. So yeah, I, I have to agree with all three of yours. <laughs> you know, I want to object. You know, because people like it when people argue. But yeah. when I talk to customers about their marketing, I start with the first one too. I said, you want to get to really know your industry or who your customers might be. Go to a trade show. Go see what they're talking about. Look at trade, you know, publications, see what articles they're writing about. Look at the different pieces of equipment, how you use it. You can get a wealth of information when you go to trade shows. And then also, like you said, you know, gone are the days of just trying to make a relationship with everyone. You find your specific niche. And when I talk about that to clients, I say, well, think about it. When you go to a dinner party, there's lots of people there. Who are the people you're going to talk to afterwards? It's someone that you have created a common, you have something in common, whether it's 
you know, you both downhill ski or you both read this book or for you and I, it was just talking about industrial marketing <laughs> and the floodgates opened up and we were like, yes. so gets me. <laughs> exactly. And it is, it's so true. I mean, we wouldn't be here today unless we had made some sort of common ground. And, <laughs> and for us, it was that. <laughs> so. so now for Furnace International. That is such a specific space. And you would think that, oh, they don't really have to worry about building relationships because people that are in that space will become a subscriber. But tell me why that's not correct, why you still have to do that. I think if you just left people to, you know, browse the internet and mm -hmm. gave them, I don't know what the percentage is of the chances of finding a needle in a haystack as large as the internet. But yeah. that's basically what you're doing. If yeah. you, and I, I mean, even if the industry knows who you are, the, mm -hmm. there are so many companies that I'm still finding out about, just for example, like, I don't know, cake brands. And you're, you know, I'm constantly finding new cake that I like the taste of. And it's like, yeah, the reason why I found that is because somebody put it in my face. Right. Um, and I think that although Furnaces International is such a nice subject, people, one don't realize they need it mm -hmm. two when they find out about it you you're like oh okay so now what do I do with this how do I use this so you have to answer those questions you have to be like this is who we are this is yeah. what we do and what we can do for you and building relationships with them is then a part of all that like that's the base that's the foundation of it all. right um I mean Furnaces was actually, uh, Furnaces International was restructured and rebranded recently. Um, so obviously, I think with the, in manufacturing industry, we're quite settled in our ways and learning digital is quite the challenge. Mm -hmm. um, not only with technologies within the manufacturing functions yeah. and but also you're, you're not alone you know that right there's lots of industrial publications and manufacturers that are in the same boat yeah. as you exactly yeah. and oh well, actually one of the funniest things about fantasy special we are our digital publication we have forced ourselves and the industry to realize that actually being connected you need the internet we are still a a, a physical publication we still do print one publication a year yeah um but we we have made people realize i think as well and we've had such good reception that actually the internet is a good place and mm -hmm. things get spread a lot wider than you would expect um really the best examples of that actually is our linkedin page um so for ait we have two thousand followers on yeah. it uh, and we've only been on there for a, a, just a year just over a year right. um and for furnaces we have um had that linkedin page for seven months and we've got 190 followers yeah. now just numbers you don't i think people just like oh yeah you know two thousand followers put it up you know cool two thousand people in a room yeah you start talking to them and uh, it's a slightly different story <laughs> And also 2,000 people who are interested in this specific space is a big deal where we go back to the quality over quantity. You don't want to have 10,000, 20,000 followers who maybe do something a little bit with metals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
You know, you want those people that are really interested in this space. And that's why those are good quality people on LinkedIn. That's all you need. Exactly. And I think it's so important to just to think like, it's great if we have 10,000 followers, but if they're not even reading our content, what, you know, what's the point? And And advertisers don't want that either. You know, advertisers would rather you have those people who are really involved in the space and will be interested in what they have versus those people. Yeah, they get it, but they never read it. They never open it. Exactly. And the point. And I think that actually, again, um, moving back towards the need and the want for the attention of the industry to furnaces and international and the digital side of things that's 190 followers on a brand new LinkedIn page in seven months like that's a lot of people who want and need that platform and again um, LinkedIn's um, Aluminium International today we get such a draw 2,000 followers is the number that people follow us but we have a lot more impressions and impressions I think is so impressions are people who are engaging in some sort of way with the post that you have put up yeah. And that can sometimes go way beyond 2000. It surprises me how many people I have then actually managed to just touch just with one post. Like I've spoken to this person and it's like, it's crazy. You don't yeah. realize that, you know, these are just numbers, but they are people behind those numbers. Yeah. And engagement is so key and important when you're building relationships, obviously. It is and with all those social posts also, again, it just reinforces your knowledge in the space and the value you bring them and how you can help them. And that's what really, you know, nowadays there is a lot of junk out there in the social media space, email space, really all of them. Everyone who is still trying to do the gimmick side of marketing, but the companies that are trying to offer value, that's where LinkedIn and emails and everything can be great channels to get that value out that educates the people you know you're not selling you're just trying to educate yes and I think that's the key like education is something that I think with brands and stuff you kind of forget you're like you want people to buy your product and that's great but you're selling a product we want to know what that product is we want to learn about it Um, and nothing's going to sell if you don't know what it is Right. Um, which is where LinkedIn, like you say, comes and we've got a nice, I mean, my junk folder and my emails is ridiculous. Every day I have to empty it out. (laughs) And funnily enough, people on LinkedIn are only going to interact with you if they are interested in what you're talking about, because, you know, you can easily scroll through it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think it is, is, I do think it's um, kind of showing us what the future will look like, especially for marketing and communication, which is quite exciting um for me and I think for everybody as well despite some people perhaps not wanting to be as or being as keen to move over to it I think it's something that's inevitable and essentially like sustainability is never going to be sacrificed in the name of anything with these our companies and our industry now sustainability is such yes you know take on you know we just take it for granted it is sustainable is the product yeah, that's what did, uh, technology and social media is now going to be for marketing, I think. 
Yeah, I, I agree because so many companies now are trying to put that ESG component within their mission. So sustainability is going to be right up there. The environmental governance is all going to be right up there, how companies are run and building those relationships that I strongly believe only the brands that concentrate on this are the brands that are going to grow year after year. Because people are going to start to realize, hey, I'm going to go to the people who truly care. Yeah. If you don't care, forget it. You know what? I'll go, I'll look for something cheaper or less expensive. They'll go price shopping. But if you, if you really care, then they're going to want to stay with your brand. Exactly. And I think that's just key. That's like summarize it all. Really. Well, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us today. It's it's so great to hear your viewpoints because you come from such an industrial space that Thank relationships you. do matter. <laughs> they do matter. Everybody make sure that you write that down. <laughs> right, they do. They are very important. And I think I've definitely learned that firsthand, um, especially as a media company. Well, excellent. I wish you all the success in the future. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be hosted on this. And you're a great host. I oh, really thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank Bye. Thank you for listening to the B2B Marketing Excellence Podcast. Please hit the subscribe button below so you don't miss our next episode. And in the meantime, if you'd like to talk to me, please feel free to send me an email to dpeterson at worldinnovators.com. Till next time, have a great day.